Welcome to Horns Up and this episode is probably one of the reasons why Horns Up exists. Yes, all of this, all our 90 odd episodes so far are basically an excuse for both Peter and me just to talk about and talk to heavy metal musicians we really respect. And in the case of the band we're featuring today, it's a bit deeper than that because High Spirits is a band that I literally fell in love with at first listen. Their 2011 album, Another Night, is a must-have for anybody who listens or likes music, even if you're not a metalhead. Right, Peter? Yeah, man. I mean, there's so much about that album. I mean, uh, I I can gush and go on and on about it. (laughs) And now we've got the band's frontman and songwriter, Chris Black, who also goes by Professor Black, and is probably one of the most hard-working musicians in the world today, considering his career discography that spans many, many numerous projects. Well, High Spirits uh, have a new album out on 31st July. It's called Hard to Stop. Give it a listen. And here's the interview with Professor Black. Professor Black, I'm super, super, super excited to have you on Horns Up. How are you doing today? Oh, so far, so good today, and uh, thank you for having me. I know you guys. Uh, I know you guys work hard and cover a lot of different, uh, a lot of different styles. So, uh, yeah, I'm uh, grateful to be included. So, thank you. Thank you for saying that. So, uh, let's dive in straight to the latest album, Hard to Stop. Albeit, yes, I'd like to begin on a slightly lighter note. How many puns have you read or heard about the album title already? You know, the fact that listening to it yes. is hard to stop, etc., etc. <laughs> well, that's the that's the beauty of it, I think, and that's that's exactly what kind of um, um, made up my mind that this was a good title for the album. Is that you can uh, you can interpret that in in so many so many different ways and there's no there's no correct uh, interpretation i wasn't thinking specifically of any of those possible meanings i was thinking of all of them uh, and i think that's that's why it's such a, a a good album title is somebody can kind of form their own uh, association or their own innuendo or their own you know pun about it uh, and that's fine with me it's like i said there all the answers are correct you know, on a slightly serious note, what was your intent and hope for Hard to Stop as an album? Uh, same as always, really. I wanted to make the best, the best High Spirits album that I was capable of making right now. Um, this time specifically, I. It sounds strange to say so, but I didn't want to try too hard. I didn't want to overexert myself with with pressure to make the song sound a certain way or have a certain characteristic or atmosphere. I really tried to just not not get stuck in those uh, those loops of kind of overthinking. That's that, that's what I was trying to avoid was overthinking, not trying to so much to control the songs as to let the songs kind of be in control and and form the way they seem to wish to form and it it kind of was the same mentality i think uh when i was working on the first album another night because mm-hmm. there was no very strong precedent already for what high spirits was supposed to sound like 
Uh, and then that album comes out, and for the the uh, for albums two and three, it's like, well, you know, I have this kind of expectation or this, you know, people will have this you know, these assumptions for what what the songs might sound like or what the atmosphere of the album is going to be. And I think I think I let myself get a little bit distracted by that with those albums. Whereas with Hard to Stop, I said, you know what, I'm just going to put everything out of my mind and say, you know what, I don't care what this song, if this song sounds like a particular style or a particular um you know, has a particular tempo or heaviness, or maybe it's missing some heaviness. I wasn't even, I was purposely not uh, letting myself have those thoughts um, while I worked on this album. So it was, uh, it, it was kind of a, kind of a reset, I guess you could say in that way. Okay. Yeah. You know, your answer perfectly segues into uh, my next question, which was actually, it starts off with a slight opinion, which is, that it's really tough for me personally to have solid objective opinions about new music by artists and bands I'm a super fan of. Uh, does that kind of a thought play on you as a musician at all, weighing uh, the fans' expectations versus your reality? Well, it does. So, yeah, like like I was just saying, it, mm -hmm. it it's kind of easy to, or or not easy, but it it, it I can be in the habit of trying to imagine myself as the listener and like, well, is this going to, uh, you know, is this going to work for people? Um, and I think, again, especially with, with You Are Here, I kind of fell into that trap, um, less so with Motivator, but I still kind mm -hmm. of, I still kind of had these, these barriers up um, with Motivator. And this time, this time I, I kind of realized, you know, again, it was like a reset or a reboot. Um, you know, part of, I just needed to trust myself and say, you know what, the audience trusts me to, again, they trust me to make the best High Spirits album that I can right now. So that's all I have to do. It's as simple as that. Um, but I had to, I had to, <laughs> I had to kind of wake up to, to that, uh, to that fact. Um, uh, and, and I'm glad I did. Uh, again, I, it felt very, uh, the process this time felt very, mm -hmm fresh and very uh confident mm. okay uh it's it's weird you say that because i got the feeling that you seem to be expanding the high spirit sound as such with this album of course the pop punk nature of voice in the world is an obvious example but overall i felt that quite a few of these songs here on this album seem to slightly move away from what we heard on earlier albums i think so i think so and i think that's a result of uh, my my kind of taking the you know taking the ropes off a little bit and just just letting things um, progress uh, in their own way. So I, I I do agree, and I hope that I hope that'll be a good thing in the long run. Definitely, I, I right. definitely think it should. I don't mean this the wrong way, but you know, you're five albums in. Has it become tougher to write songs for High Spirits? Uh no, I don't think so. Because um, I'm I'm writing songs, or I should say, I'm writing pieces of songs. You know, I'm having ideas for songs uh, all the time, uh, and I keep track of them. You know, I have a big a, on my PC in the studio. I have a big sound file that's probably oh, it's probably two hours long of uh, you know riffs and ideas or melodies and everything. And and it's it's very easy. Uh, 
maybe not right at that moment when I'm having the idea and kind of sketching it out. Uh, but if, if, if then later I am kind of, should we say in high spirits mode, I'm in the mode of working on high spirits. I can go back to that pile and kind of that gallery of ideas. And then, and, and from, from that vantage point, it's very easy for me to see, um, which of those ideas might be useful uh, for a high spirit song or for a high spirits record? So no, I don't. I don't think it gets. Uh, I don't think it gets harder. At All least right. I, it, it, so, it may in the future, but I haven't. I haven't felt that yet. So you know, at this point, we'd like to play a song from Hard to Stop. Which sure. one should we play, and why? Ooh. Well, Restless has been has been kind of our pick for the. Uh, for the the launch track, that's been the preview track that we've circulated on YouTube and on and on Bandcamp. But uh, you know, I don't I don't know. I would I would like you guys to pick. <laughs> that's a tough one. <laughs> okay, so so let me ask you this then: Which song do you think best represents "Hard to Stop" at the moment for you? Uh, okay. Um, Let's say, let's say the opening song since you've been gone, because I think, I think that that opening, the very beginning of the song with that kind of repeating guitar melody, uh -huh, uh -huh. that to me is that to me is very much the gateway to the to the rest of the album. So I think, I think maybe for that reason, it's. Uh, I mean, you can't get into the album without passing through that gateway. So. Fabulous choice. And must I say that was going to be my choice too. Ah, perfect. See? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here it is.
uh, now Professor Black or Chris, um, I don't know what I should call you, but Chris, uh, anyways, okay, so Chris, uh, there's a quote from an interview you've done that says that uh, high spirits changed me. It creatively speaking, my whole world expanded. A new realm of possibility opened up. So take us back to the past. What made you want to start High Spirits in the first place? The, the way I've explained it before, and maybe it makes sense, is I picked up the guitar. I picked up the same guitar, but I logged in as a different user. Okay. Uh, and it was, it was at the time when I was just getting interested um, in recording on the computer. Um, using using audio software rather than recording on onto tape uh, through a mixing console and all of that, um, and it, it it was just a moment when I was having kind of all these new ideas um, musically and and lyrically, and at the same time as learning this software and this kind of different different process for my songwriting, um, it all it all kind of converged and and became high spirits and. And it, it did. It really it changed the way the it changed my process very much, but it also changed the way I kind of viewed what I what I do creatively. I mean, that was the time when I kind of kind of really turned and 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 said, well, OK, I'm not a because when I was younger, I always thought I would be a drummer. That's what I am. I'm a drummer. Mm. And then, you know, a little later, it's, oh, well, OK, I'm still a drummer, but in this band I'm singing and playing bass but I'm still really a drummer or maybe I'm a singer now and you know I kind of I didn't have a I didn't have a concept of myself as a songwriter as a concept of myself as being a songwriter as that being what I do until until later until um you know it really didn't become clear until um no, nah, two thousand four, two thousand five, which is still a yeah. few years ahead of High Spirits. But I think when, when High Spirits kind of sprang up, is when I saw, kind of the way again. It was when I was first getting interested in recording on on audio software, which is a very, which is very different from from recording on tape, and just kind of the the things I could do in that realm, and and the way that it could could fit to. Um, my musical ideas and uh yeah it's 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 been a different it's it's been a different uh, perspective and a different process for me since then i think what separates high spirits from a lot of bands that attempt a similar sound is the emotional and relatable value in the music you can hear it in the lyrics and there's a lot of conviction in the output was it a conscious decision to tailor the lyrical themes to help accessibility I think yes and no. I think that's a yes and no answer. Okay. Um, and there's a there's a third point in that equation, which is the sound of my voice. Um, I'm not a obviously I'm not an aggressive, growling uh, type of singer, but I'm also not the kind of operatic power metal singer with tons of sustain and vibrato and all of this i have a pretty limited um range of what i can do with my voice so i think that is also kind of a factor in you know that delivery needs to be kind of balanced with the lyrics themselves which in turn need to be kind of balanced with the music so i think it's all, i think it's all one one single um 
you know triangle or however many points i don't know if it's a triangle or a square but it's all it's all kind of one cohesive delivery you know where the the riffs and the and the atmosphere of the recording and the the character of my voice and the character of my of the lyrics are all kind of uh kind of in sync and i think that's what makes it so potent uh to the audience is that everything kind of is all firing into the same in the same direction mm -hmm. okay okay so to just build upon that slightly and this one could be a long answer but i'd like you to help us understand what makes high spirits well high spirits uh, i mean could you help us understand the filters in your head for making high spirits music say with respect to the sound or production or say the songwriting or the overall of overall feel of what high spirits music is well this then the songs need to need to pass a certain um you know it's a gut thing it's kind of like i i i i just have the hunch that this is a high spirit song versus versus some other kind of song or or um it's hard to uh it's hard to sum up it's it's a gut thing it's very intuitive um uh whether whether something is is high spirits or whether it's something else um these songs once i do uh begin working on them the songs do have to pass a uh there's a secret test that i will never reveal but which is very <laughs> but which is very accurate uh as to whether a song uh passes for for high spirits or not and i've i've tested it positively and i've also tested it negatively um meaning meaning i've i've included a song that did, yeah. i've included a song that did not pass the secret test and it uh -huh. turns out yes it wasn't very good and i shouldn't have included it <laughs> so <laughs> um uh beyond that though again um it's very it's very intuitive and and instinctive um except for when it's not i i should add because there have been times when i've written a song and not been sure okay yes it yes it qualifies as high spirits but does it also qualify for for something else is it mm -hmm. would it be better off in one of my other projects and there have been times when i've kind of uh kind of circulated things to to other people saying you know what do you think does this one does this one fit or does it not even the song full power um which in hindsight full power is is you know obviously a high spirit song it's very much yeah. one of you know one of our signature songs i think uh -huh. but there was a time when i first wrote that song that i had i had doubts you know i was not i was not sure that that was that that would fit in the high spirits really I, wow. Well, I thought it was honestly. I thought it was too metalized. I thought it was too, uh, how too aggressive, even. Wow. And so, okay. so there was a there was a period of several months where you know, I, yeah, I got this song full power. I don't know where it's going to end up, but it'll end up somewhere, you know, and just move on for now. But uh, and like I said, obviously in hindsight, it's absolutely a high spirit song. But at the time, um, like I said, it's it's in it's a gut feeling except when it's not <laughs> sometimes you have to wait for the feeling <laughs> okay and and uh, with respect to sound of production i mean is there a distinctive tone to high spirits music does it always have to be warm as such uh i think so i think it needs a certain uh it does it needs a certain uh reverb on the voice adds a lot 
there's actually the farther back you go, I think the more effects like that, like even on the demos, I think even the delay uh, effect mm -hmm. on the vocals was kind of almost almost part of the music uh, in the case of of uh, certain songs. Um, but yeah, I mean, there is a, there is a certain sound. The guitars have to be very prominent, especially the uh, the melody guitars, because that is what kind of drives the song when the vocals are taking a break. Uh, you know, that's, that's very common in rock music. You know, you, you sing verse, chorus, verse, chorus, and then you have a guitar solo, and then the uh, the singer comes back. But with certain with certain high spirit songs, it's a little more intricate than that. You know, sometimes within the verse of a song, there's um, a little bit of of give and take or uh, trade off between the vocal and and the guitar, maybe uh, kind of noodling around a little bit too so i think that's uh you know production wise i think that's a big part of it too is the interaction between the vocal and uh and the guitars uh you've previously described yourself as a singer songwriter uh, you know that's a description that still gets uh eyebrows to raise amongst metal fans as such of why course. do you think that is is there a stigma in metal around singer songwriters I think the stigma is around that term. I think if you step back and say, okay, what does a singer-songwriter, what if you if you take the definition of that term, and then kind of walk through the halls of heavy metal, you'll find a lot of a lot of people that do qualify. Uh, you can talk of Blackie Lawless, Quarton uh, from mm. Bathory, um, uh, Rolf Kasparek from Running Wild is another one. These are basically. At their core, these are these are singer songwriters, um, and they they dress up the background of their music in a way that is very that is very heavy metal, and their image is very heavy metal. But nonetheless, what they are as a singer songwriter, I mean, I don't see how you can look at Blackie Lawless and think think anything anything. Oh, Dio, there's another one, you know. So there there if you look uh, if you kind of put the you know you know, whiny hippie with an acoustic guitar at the coffee shop uh, image, if you put <laughs> that aside and just think of musically what that term means, singer-songwriter, what that means musically, I think you'll find a lot of examples uh, in heavy metal. Yes, yes. Which uh, leads me to my next question. Now, over the years, you've taken High Spirits from a studio project to a live band. Yes. And being a musician myself, I know it's natural for musicians to improvise and add their own flair or style or even come up with ideas. And there's always a case for making great music as a result of collaboration. So yes. the question really is, uh, will we ever see a collaborative High Spirits release? I don't believe we will because I'm too afraid to break the machine. The machine is the machine is running very well right now and has been, uh, you know, for for the, the the ten or eleven years that we've been doing it, and that's both the the recording artist uh, version of High Spirits and the live band version of High Spirits. Like they're they're both running extremely well. I mean, you know, I couldn't I couldn't have wished for a bigger success uh, on either side, and mm. uh, honestly, I think to I think to try to reverse engineer the recording, the writing and recording process, it might turn out better. It might not, but it wouldn't. It wouldn't be the same. It would kind of. Um, it would. It would deviate 
from what I mean part of part of what makes high spirits sound the way it does is because because I am a limited singer because I am especially a very limited guitar player um, but that gets projected onto the songs in a particular way that 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 gives that's part of what gives them their identity I think is the flaws that that I that I bring to the to the writing and recording game um, so so no I don't think so we had talked about uh, we had talked about doing kind of like a one-off session, like do a song or two um, mm. with the live band. And I'd be, I'd be very interested uh, to do that when the time is right, um, you know, just for fun. But I think in terms of a, writing and recording an album together, I, I don't imagine that happening, no. Okay. Okay. Now, uh, th there's an interview of yours where you say making music is my second favorite thing to do. So <laughs> what really is the first? Do you remember that one? <laughs> You can guess, I think. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, cool. I, I must now, uh, like, given this chance to talk to you, I have to say that from the band's discography, 2011's Another Night is the one that I keep revisiting the most. It's by far one of my favorite uh, albums ever. Thank and you. That's a view that's echoed by several fans, not just me. And I'm sure you've already heard that from several people. I also read somewhere that you consider that album to be the project's best effort. Um, has that changed with Hard to Stop? And the other question really is, why do you think that album, Another Night, resonated so much with those who listened to it? Well, I think, I don't remember saying that it's, that it's my favorite. I think what I have, what I have said, um, is that it's been the most successful um, mm. in terms of the, the number of copies that it's sold, in terms of uh, the audience uh, really responding to it. And, uh, you know, obviously when we play live, we do play, uh, you know, four or five songs from that album every, every night. You know, we, ha we have to. That's what people want to hear. Um, you know, whether it's my favorite in the long term, that's, that's really hard to say. I am, I am big on... Uh, big on hard to stop right now because it's the newest one it sounds it sounds the most fresh and the most up to date mm. um to me but i think a lot of people do agree with you that that another night is uh is their favorite and the one that they will um keep returning to and in many cases that was the one where they first discovered the band and i think that is a strong um a strong force there are a lot of people who who alter alternatively say that you are here is their favorite um uh which we don't hear as much but we do hear and then i say well i bet that was the first one you heard and they say yes it was so this this is a very common uh phenomenon that uh that is that is hard to break but i think uh to answer the other part of your question i think i think it was good timing more than anything uh as 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 much of, uh, as random, let's say, as as that sounds, uh, I think people were just in the mood for an album uh, that sounded like that, or that gave them that uh, that particular feeling. And um, I think we I think we got it in like in just the right moment, just the right moment. Um, and uh, and you're right, it has it has really really endured for a lot of people and. Uh, uh, that that, that I, makes me feel awesome. I don't know. I don't know how how, <laughs> how best to say it. Like that's, that's just. 
I think that is so cool that it has reached so many people um, uh, in different ways. That's just, I mean, that's what you want as a songwriter and as a recording artist. You want to make that connection. And so it's just, for me, I'm just, I'm just hugely grateful for, uh, for High Spirits and for that album in particular. If that's the album, if that's the album that did it, then so be it. That's great. Alrighty. Thank you so much for that. Okay, um, I must get your views on uh, another uh, kind of topic as such that seems to be uh, picking up a lot of debate around or is being talked about a lot around, which is the whole thing about formats, you know, in this day and age, uh, doing a single versus doing an EP versus doing an album. Yes. Where do you stand on that format debate as such? Well, I still like albums. I still think that the album is a good is a good size for um, for listening to music, for recording music, and and for listening. I think that you know, thirty minutes to forty five minutes. I think that's a good uh, a good uh, attention span for for everybody. But um, I understand that that that's not true for for everybody and a lot of people are more singles oriented and they listen to songs uh and listen to music differently from the ways that i might my my philosophy uh when it comes to high spirits um again we we're talking about that connection that that another night had with so many people um that doesn't have anything to do with format that has to do that's the songs you know so made them just because uh, you know somebody has it on lp or somebody else has it on spotify uh the connection is exactly the same so to me i want it to be available to the people who want to listen to it and for them to listen to it in whatever way they want if they play it through their television on youtube that's great if they play it on their their turntable that's also great uh it, it you know it it doesn't matter to me musicians we want we want two things right we want to be heard and we want to be paid um and <laughs> it's no, and that's, that's true. A, i agree that's a yeah. bit of a trade-off i mean it seems like you can kind of have have one or the other or maybe a tiny bit of one and a lot of the other or, or something you know it's never uh it's never an exact uh balance but I think when it comes down to it, if if we had to choose one or the other, uh, we would choose to be heard. And I think, uh, again, the, the the format, the mechanisms by which we are heard, like, that doesn't matter to me. You know, the, the music is the music. It is what it is. Enjoy. At this point, this is the question I've been waiting to ask you ever oh. since you know, I've dis uh, discovered your music over the last decade or so. So here it goes. Okay. Apart from high spirits, you've got. I'm going to take a deep breath before this. Don Bringer, <laughs> actor, Professor Black, uh, Super Christ, Pharaoh. Uh, how do you mentally distinguish between each project from the other? Uh, it became difficult. Uh, it became quite difficult uh, around 2013, 2014 uh, to kind of keep holding keep track of all these threads and that was uh honestly that was at the point where i realized i needed to to kind of close off certain um certain projects uh super christ split in 2013 uh dawnbringer uh in 2016 and that was at the point where i started to um kind of bring some ideas together uh just as professor black and start doing these kind of 
uh, solo projects and solo albums uh, as an alternative to starting a new project every time I had a had a new idea because um, that was getting that was getting uh, that was getting difficult to keep track of. I was uh, I was I was feeling overwhelmed. So the the trade off uh, then becomes that uh, under the Professor Black name. Uh, there's no guarantees for what it might sound like. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be chaos, and I'm going to, uh, with the albums uh, that came out in 2018, um, I'm going to do my best as I did uh, to let you know from the album cover and from the presentation uh, what the music is going to sound like. I think with uh, "I Am the Rock," it's very easy to tell from the album cover what the music is going to be. Um, so from now on, it's just going to be, um, uh, I guess, aside from actor and Pharaoh, um, it's just going to be Professor Black. That's kind of my my all in uh, catch all container for for my future, my future ideas. Now, given your stature and body of work, do you get a lot of people coming up to you and asking for advice? Where do you find musicians generally needing help? What do you tell them? Usually, uh, my advice usually is um, be patient, um, stay still, don't be, don't be a moving target. People will come to you, you know, don't change what you're doing to try to meet an audience that is far away from you. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep the audience that you have as close as you can and let that wider audience come to you when the time is right and make sure you're in that spot that's yours so that they know where to find you um i think if you keep changing your changing your concept changing your music changing your look um you know that that becomes frustrating for you but also for the audience you need to you need to stick to what you do be patient and 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 let your niche kind of i mean you can't occupy anybody else's niche if if there's two people in a niche it's no longer a niche so you need to wait for your own niche to kind of uh form around you and then and then you stay there hmm. that's awesome that's that's really good advice so uh, so. <laughs> Chris, <laughs> Chris, we've we've uh, we've kept you for quite some time. So here is our final question, and it brings back high spirits to do the conversation. Eleven years in, has high spirits matched your ambition for it? Oh, high spirits exceeded my ambition within six months or <laughs> less. High high spirits uh, has been has been all bonus. You know, it's a, we we never had any particular beyond writing these songs and kind of exploring this these new musical ideas of mine. I had no ambitions, no intentions. All we've done is kind of answer the answer the demand, say yes to uh, say yes to these opportunities that we've been given. It's been awesome. It's been awesome. I you know couldn't have couldn't have planned it better. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, what's next for the band after, of course, what? this entire uh, album cycle? Yes. Well, next, you know, we're we're eager to get back out on the road and play some of these songs live. Um, but we we're also um, 
we're also patient. We're willing to we're willing to wait for the time to be right and for the conditions to be to be exactly right. Uh, you know, for us and for the for the audience, of course. Um, so right now we have some gigs booked for next year. Some stuff that we had uh, scheduled for this year that's now postponed. Um, so we're looking forward to that very much. And if uh, if it turns out we have to wait even a bit longer, I mean, maybe maybe we'll do another record or get into some uh, get into some more solo material on my end. I'm not, I'm not really sure. Um, I think everybody uh, around the world right now is just kind of in a in a holding pattern, you know, where we're, we have to wait this one out, wait out the current phase and uh, and hope that the next phase is uh, is the best one yet. Can't wait to see what's next in store. It'll be hard to stop. <laughs> I <swear>. harder, <laughs> harder to stop. <laughs> Chris, on that note, thank you so much uh, for oh, your thank time. You guys. Thank I you guys. Must, it was great. I must say, yeah, that, uh, and we're already and we're already putting our uh, hand forward for this. If you ever wish to uh, divulge the secret behind what makes high spirits high spirits. Please do get in touch with us. We'd definitely love to know. And give you the scoop. If it uh, is, I think you have, yeah, you'll have to wait for the book, I think. <laughs> yeah. And if it involves being guinea pigs in any in any manner, you can uh, sign us up too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, thank you so much once again. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you, guys. Have a great weekend. Right. Thanks so much. Peter, I'm going to get a bit scenty here. Thanks for doing this with me because it's interviews like the one we just heard that makes Horns Up well Horns Up. True, man. I mean, I, I still remember a while back. I can't remember which album it was. I actually wrote out to Professor Black and considering in, he's easily one of the most hardworking uh, musicians, right? Because he gave me that, okay, let's get in touch like, four or five months from now and i was like um okay <laughs> but uh, yeah man when an opportunity like this comes your way uh, it, it certainly makes you feel great <laughs> and uh, yeah i'm glad we finally got a chance to speak to him and of course all thanks to his latest album hard to stop that's all for this episode you know the drill get in touch with us at hauntsupboard.com Tweet us at Horns Up Pod. I'm at Asmo Ani. I'm at Trend Crusher. And this is Horns Up. Horns Up, guys. <laughs>